welcome out there to another awesome and riveting episode of The Album Argument. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so happy to have you with us today as we discuss another live record. Yeah, it's been a while. I think we've only done... It's been a while. Not that live record. No. Thank goodness. Uh, I think we've only done one other live record. Yeah, we have. It's uh, That was the... the uh, Milk Carton Kids. Yeah, the Milk so Carton Kids. It was kind of like a best of. That's why I chose that at yeah. the time. So is this uh, another best of or... I consider it to be the best of an era. Oh, and okay. And it happened to come out on this, this live CD slash DVD slash thing. If you haven't caught on yet, we are talking about Dashboard Confessional and their album MTV Unplugged 2.0. Now, I think they should have changed this name to like, for this specific band, Dashboard, it should have been MTV Unplugged Unplugged. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. Okay, that's a good point. Because I was, uh, not to get too far ahead, but I was like, oh, these are all like acoustic. And for all anybody out there, MTV Unplugged, it's a cool series. I don't. Is it still around? No. No. Okay. So I, I just assumed that these were all acoustic songs and I went back and listened to some of the originals. I was like, wait, this isn't unplugged. They're already unplugged. They're already. So it's unplugged, unplugged. It's unplugged, unplugged. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an interesting record that came out on December 17th of 2002, right before that Christmas push, I guess, uh, and consists of... Songs from Dashboard's first two albums, uh, which are, you know, Swiss Army Romance, which was all 100% just acoustic guitar, pretty much. And then their second record, The Places You Come to Fear the Most, which had a little bit of drums and bass on it as well. Just a little bit, but acoustic bass, not electric bass. And then it also includes their one EP. They had two EPs at the time, but one EP, uh, the So Impossible EP. So songs from those three recordings show up on this this live album but again this acoustic album of an acoustic band you know so is it really unplugged they're always unplugged that kind of thing but i'll tell you why they did it in just a second so is the 2.0 just real quick is that for this album only or is this because no. like unplugged came back it's because it came back because uh even lauren hill's uh album for unplugged okay. was called mtv unplugged 2.0 it's like the series name is 2.0 yeah. gotcha not unplugged unplugged now, for those of you who don't know, again, Unplugged started off in, uh, I think, the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, the best-selling live album of all time It's actually an Eric Clapton album, and it's Eric Clapton Unplugged from the series, uh, which is really, really cool. So there there was a, a reason to, to have the series. People wanted to hear songs played differently. But again, it is interesting because this band, Dashboard Confessional, at the time, was simply time. an acoustic band. And, and there you go. But the reason why they chose Dashboard Confessional was not because of the sales, because at the time they were the only non-platinum selling band to be featured on MTV's Unplugged. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, it, the other non-platinum bands have come out and, and done it, but but at the time this was really big. Uh, and this is still Dashboard's only platinum selling album. And it's platinum selling because of the category it's under, which is the long format video, because the CD was sold with the DVD combo. Ah, uh, those those um, coasters that we call yes. them now, right? Yes, the coasters, those round things <laughs> that we put drinks on. Oh, uh, not feel, in my house. We still have them. Yeah, we I use I, them. But. I I feel like I'm totally getting ahead of myself here. So let me back up a little bit before we go any further. Jay, how you doing? This March, March yeah, day. It, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, kind of skipped over just having so much fun. We're getting out of the, the cold of 
February and it's it's getting kind of warm for March, sort of. It is. I guess things are blooming. So no, yeah, March is okay. Yeah, it's yeah. so far so good. Happy well, March, everybody. Happy March. We'll probably still have a snowstorm at some point. That's true. Any yeah, anybody that's uh I guess everywhere it can happen, but that was like the famous one in Georgia. It happened mm-hmm. March or April. Yep. Ninety four. Ninety three. Ninety three, I think. There was the ninety three and then there was the one uh, a couple years ago. Oh right? yeah, the Snowmageddon. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was like January something like or that. something. But yeah, no, how about you? Everything? Yeah, I'm fine. Just working. Working, working, working. Working. Yeah. Enjoying yeah. music. Nice. So But yeah, um, which actually kinda was one of the reasons why I picked this album. I find this album to be quite enjoyable, kind of chill. And when when things are really hectic and stuff like that, I, I like putting this album on because it's it brings me down, not down like emotionally, like, oh, I'm sad, but like it brings me down like, ah, I can relax and stuff like that. And um, one of the reasons why, again, that they they picked this band to be on MTV Unplugged was because of their shows. Now, I've talked about Dashboard Confessional in the past uh, being very much of a live band in the sense of the crowd is a member of the band. And it shows in this this recording here. And that's what that's what the, the producers of this episode of of unplugged wanted to showcase that it's not just the band it's also the people there that get to participate think about nirvana's unplugged you couldn't no one was going to be singing like as on the same volume as as kurt cobain was it just wouldn't have happened but dashboard that's kind of what they hope for that's what they want they want the crowd to be a part of the band there so it's kind of neat hopefully that came across Oh, yes. That, I'll talk about that in a little bit. And, and, and sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it's like, ooh, that's way off key. Uh, yeah, I'll a talk few about times. that. A few times. Sure. <laughs> oh, all right. So did you get this when it came out? Just oh, yeah. I, I got it the day it came out. I was a huge Dashboard fan. I love them. Um, Dashboard at the time consisted of Chris Caraba on vocals, guitar, uh, Dan Bonebreak on bass, Mike Marsh on drums, and also some backup vocalage. And then John Leffler on acoustic guitar and piano and stuff like that. Uh, and I also want to just point out really quickly that if you look at the cover of this album, the guitar that Chris Caraba is playing was the basis and the inspiration for the guitar that I currently own right now. It's a jumbo size, oversized, um, Mine is an Epiphone because I can't afford like, you know, the super professional stuff, but the same coloring, the same coloration, you know, everything down to it, the frets. Like I love that guitar so much. I love the way it sounds that that's, that's the acoustic I currently play at home is very much like that. How cool it'd be uh, aside from, yes, it's a cool guitar that also looking at the cover, there are people in the audience Mm -hmm. on the cover. Yeah. How cool would it be? Or not cool. Maybe you were. Maybe you skipped work that day and said, "You know, <laughs> my grandma died," and then now you're on the cover on the of an cover. album and yep. you lied and all of that. Well, see, that's also what makes this episode of MTV Unplugged really interesting is because the crowd completely surrounded the band. They didn't just have one side. You know, you got the stage and then the crowd. Like the crowd surrounded everywhere, uh, and you really get to see that in the DVD. Uh, so when you bought the CD, it was basically, you know, it came with that double tray. You know. On one side was the CD, and on the other side was the DVD, and they're basically the same. Um, you know, if you want to know what the DVD is now, you can just look it up on YouTube. It's it's up there. So they're live performance. But did they have extras? I guess the DVD. No, like no, extras? not that I remember. I honestly, I haven't plugged in the DVD in a long time because you of that whole DVD player. I don't own a DVD thing. player, you know, not anymore at least. Um I haven't owned a DVD player in probably around 10 12 years. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean we have I have a couple but 
You know, because yeah. of the kids. We watch. We still watch. Oh, of course. So. All right, back to the album. Uh, it did go number one in Heat on Billboard's Heat Seekers and number one on Billboard's Independent. So that's pretty cool because it was released on an independent record company, Vagrant Records. Again, December 17th of 2002. It was produced by Mike Fisher and Alex Coletti. And yeah, again, like I said before, they are the only, at this time, the only non-platinum selling artist to ever be featured on MTV's Unplugged, which wow. to be on MTV's Unplugged was a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, think about the bands that were on there. You got Pearl Jam, their performance of Black and of Porch. Uh, those are legendary performances on Unplugged. Again, we talked about Eric Clapton. Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains. These were huge bands. And LL Cool J. Well, LL Cool J. That's as a well. really yes, big yes, one. Yes, yeah, that was, for, that was for hip hop, cool. yes. I think that was like the first or that's yeah. the one that I remember hearing. And you hear the songs in a different Mom light. Said, like, oh. you and that was really big. It was. That was like eighty nine or ninety. Something, or something like that. Yep. Uh, and then even Jay Z had uh, MTV's yeah. unplugged, and I believe his uh, CD of that went like multiple platinum as well. So this was really cool. Now, not everybody was a huge fan of this. Uh, All Music ranked this three stars out of five. Enemy said it was seven out of 10. Spin said it was eight out of 10. So, you know, generally it's considered to be favorable, but mm, some people that don't understand the concept of Dashboard Confessional are probably not as big of fans of it because of the fact that there's a lot of out-of-tune singing that goes on here. But that's one of the things I love about it. It's very raw. It's very natural. And, you know, from song to song, these are, in my opinion, they're all bangers. They're all great tracks. Uh, Well, all but a few. And the fact that the crowd is involved with it just makes it even cooler, in my opinion. But I want to know what you have to say about this record. I know you're not a huge emo music fan. Uh, You're not huge into Dashboard, though I forced you... What was it back on episode four? So we did do Dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. So we we, we should mention that, too. So, yeah, my first question. So... This is probably the second Dashboard album I've ever listened to. <laughs> uh, after that one that we did way back, wow, way back so when. Four. Uh, so how far earlier in time is this compared to that album? So that was a few years later. This came out three years before that one. Just three years. Just okay. Right after the popularity of this record took off, and again, this was actually a very popular record for them. That's when you saw the shift in Dashboard. Hmm. They 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 still played acoustic songs, but they shifted to an electric sound after that. Uh, and one of the tracks, the closing track on this album called Hands Down, ended up becoming the first single on their next record, which was an all-electric record. Oh, so Hands Down was not released. Hands Down was officially released on the So Impossible EP years before uh, it came out on A Mark and Mission, A Brand of Scar, which was the next record. The next. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so as uh, as I kind of already alluded to, I looked up a few of the songs. Yeah. I played it for my wife. We were listening, and nice. she said, you know, how do the other songs, you know, the original version sound? Yeah. And so I had to go back and listen. That's when I started getting confused. I go, wait, it's already unplugged. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I did hear a little difference in like hands down, you know, there yeah. are also like multiple versions of these songs. So yeah, like that's many what's cool. Albums. Cause you can talk about like, okay, so hands down, you've got the fully just acoustic version that shows up on so impossible. You got the acoustic with the drum and bass that shows up on this one. And then you got the full electric version that shows up on the next one. So there's three different variations of this one really cool song. So yeah, in general, I think I was, uh, I don't know what I expected. I knew Dashboard, and I, I thought, I realized that it had been a while. I didn't realize that it had been almost two years since we did that other album. It's been a while. 
Thank goodness we didn't do that. But um, uh, yeah, I, I actually even went back to that other Dashboard album. Really? I didn't remember many of the songs from that one, so <laughs> maybe I'll have to go re-listen to our episode. <laughs> but I was just kind of confused because I go, okay, I, after I listen to these songs, I go, okay, this was obviously before it because none of those songs are on this album. Correct. And then just the sound was a little different. And so um, long story short, I, I do appreciate, I think now, that I appreciate or I just like more the electric side of Dashboard. Okay. Right? okay. So I know this is where Dashboard Confessional came from. And I mean, uh, of what you talked about before, and if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Uh, the band, you know, it's it's Chris Caraba. Right? Yeah, Chris Caraba is pretty much Dashboard. But um, the idea of Dashboard is it's also everybody. Everyone yep. is Dashboard. Everybody is a part of the, the band. So if I did not know that ahead of time, I'm saying all this too, that it was it was good that we did the other album because that actually got me into Dashboard a little mm-hmm. bit. I remember at the time I go, oh, maybe not for me, but I appreciate it more. So that was a good album to give me first. This is like the typical what I thought <laughs> Dashboard would be, but it explained why there was so much crowd involvement. Yeah. And so at the beginning, I think it took me a few listens all the way through, probably until like the third listen okay, to get past the singing, the extra singing, the crowd. Gotcha. And it wasn't out of tune. I didn't care about that because I guess when I hear audience, I, I just don't assume that it's going to be in tune or don't care about gotcha. that. So I did that did not annoy me. It, it was just that the, the, the crowd was loud at times. Purposely. And on purpose, but actually, but and so it, it took a while, but then I knew that. Mm-hmm. Kind of a few thoughts all at the same time. I go, okay, but Ryan did say, dashboard is everyone. So then as I thought back to that episode of what we talked about, I kind of just accepted it. Gotcha. And then so much so that then I appreciated the crowd, but then the last listen or so, I think yesterday, I didn't like the crowd again. Just it was like for certain <laughs> songs, I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's up and down. So I could say... If you're listening to this for the first time, kind of know what Dashboard is yeah. and what they represent. The crowd is expected, but I wonder what everybody else thinks too. Like, do you, is it okay? Or is it maybe just mixed too loud? Like it could have been a little it's quieter. Possible. It's a little loud at times. I honestly think that this is one of those records that you're either going to like it or you're, I mean, you're going to love it or hate it. You know, maybe every now and then there'll be a couple people that are in the middle, but it's, it's going to be a love or hate record. And you said this was not uh, necessarily a greatest hits overall because it was early, but a greatest hits up until that moment. Up until that moment, yeah. This was like, these were the most popular tracks from those three releases together. So my other main note is so far, like initial notes for the album was first is the crowd, like kind of gotcha. up and down with the crowd. My second note is when I then went back and listened and realized this is unplugged, unplugged, and the originals <laughs> were already unplugged, I think this is... And maybe this is why you gave it to me. This is actually a better representation of all of these songs. Yes. It's a better recording. Yes. They sound better. Just they're it's cleaner Correct. and clearer. And then actually, and I think I'm not sure. I didn't go like song by song listen to the originals. But is it pretty much the band songs here are band original, or did they kind of band it up for a few? They band it up for a few. Okay. So basically So that helps too. Yeah. So a lot of these songs were being heard for the first time with a band backing. And to me, that actually made these songs better. And that goes to my pick. My pick for the best song on here is one of those. The original is just guitar. Uh, And I love that. It's good. But this band version takes it to a whole nother level and hits me in the feels. So, yeah, there's. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the sound of this is just, 
it far surpasses the original sound of the original albums. And then also the crowd helps. So I I thought that as the crowd was singing and it got annoying, I thought, oh, okay, well, let me go back to the original. Let me hear at least that line. And in the original, he just kind of sings it. It's not like there were a lot of backgrounds, but everybody got behind that line. And then he just kind of turned it around and let them sing that. Yep. And that actually makes these songs better. So it does. And yeah. After listening to this for quite a few times, like while exercising and driving and just one off, like full album listens through and just one offs, I went back to the original. I go, these originals kind of stink. <laughs> They're not as well recorded. And, and that's, I mean, a lot of the first two dashboard records were recorded on a very shoestring budget. Yeah. And this one actually had, with the backing of MTV, actually had money behind it. Yeah. It's a background vocals essentially with the crowd. Yeah. So at yep. first, so going, I guess it's two in one that, you know, the crowd is a big thing and it's mm-hmm. the quality of the album. So I appreciate that. And I would say, I don't know if I can go back and listen to some of the original because. I don't know. It just doesn't. I got you. It just doesn't have act because this is my first listen. Maybe if I listen to the original and then listen to this, I'd have different thoughts. And but see, I fell in love with the originals first, yeah. so I I can still go back and enjoy them. So my picks for you know songs and so forth. I'm not tied to the songs. I admit. Gotcha. And everybody out there, you'll know that you know since I'm not a dashboard person as much as you are and were at the time. So uh, I think the first half of the album's pretty strong. Yep. Right, so like one through eight, Turpentine Chaser. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty strong. Like, let's say yeah. that's side A. Living in your letters, yeah. I like for you to notice um, Screaming Infidelities. Of course, that's a hit, and hands down, yep. those are the two hits. Yep. For some reason, the first half just sounds better. And okay. We talked about that. Some yeah, albums, gotcha. that's how it is. Sometimes the second half of the album is better. Yep. I just, as I was kind of um, in my show notes starring, or I put the, the song names in bold, Almost everything is in bold except for the first half is in bold. That's it. <laughs> good, good. I like so it. All I of like it. So I think I think they're pretty cool. Swiss Army Romance, the best deception. So it's kind of cool that he starts acoustic. Like you figure, oh, we're unplugged. We're gonna start band. But the first few songs are just him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. So the best deceptions, that's kind of an honorable mention. The so kiss me hard. Like that's a very memorable line. Oh like, yeah. That's very emo. And I, I I like like maybe let's say it's not a guilty pleasure because there's nothing wrong with it, but Kiss Me Hard, like, I don't know. It's kind of, um, it's very high school-esque. And yes. so it's kind of weird, but that kept coming back and it's mm-hmm. very memorable. So it's a very cool yep. line. So Kiss Me Hard, that's pretty cool. Uh, the band is great. That's another third thought. So The band is incredible. The band is incredible. So again, crowd is up and down. The quality is much better, but then mm-hmm. the band helps. Right. Uh, the, the, yeah, so Mike like, Marsh is a, an amazing drum player. Uh, Dan Bonebreak ended up leaving the band right after this to, oh. to go back to his original band. Uh, John Leffler, awesome musician. If you get a chance, he's got his own solo records as well, and they are incredible. And I honestly think that you would oh, really okay. like uh, him as a solo artist. Nice. Okay. I'll check him out. Sure. Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, the sharp hint of new tears. <laughs> yep. Cool. It's a rhythmic thing it's an going emo on. Emo sounding song. <laughs> uh, so impossible. That's the one I think that I wish I heard more of that. So that chord progression, uh, and maybe the places to come, you come to fear the most. Those two, I think, sounded a little bit more like what Dashboard would be. Yeah. In my to my ear. What what I, what I like about the the So Impossible EP and the, all four songs on the So Impossible EP are on this record, which is really cool. Uh, but it tells a story. So the first one is I hope you notice me. I hope you see me in the crowd. And then the next one is, I'm asking you on a date. And then the next song is, 
oh my gosh, I'm getting ready for this date and I'm really nervous. And then the last one is hands down, this was the best date ever. So in today's time, it would be a little bit different. It's like Correct. I swiped and I found you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I messaged you. And now I'm getting ready in the the meta. Yeah. And now we're going to see each other, but not see each other. Now, this is totally very high school for us. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm nostalgic for it. Yeah. It'd be, yeah so the, uh, again, I, I coming into it, I knew Dashboard was just like, ah, it's emo. I'm not going to like this. But so I'll, just to sum it up, I, I thought cool. all the band ones are really cool. Nice. I thought it opened up really strong. Um, like I said, I, I wish I heard so impossible a little bit more like that chord progressions just different. Like yep. everything else is what gets me about dashboard, the lyrics, you know, they're cool. It's kind of sappy. And then, but then the chords, it's kind of, and maybe that's why I don't get into like song 11 and 13 to 14. It kind of gotcha. starts to sound the same and the Understood. chord progressions. So I just thought so impossible was pretty cool. I don't think it's my pick for best, but okay. I think if I had to pick honorable mentions, the best deceptions, number two, so impossible for you to notice. That's also kind of, it's got a cool like symbol thing in the bridge mm-hmm. and a very memorable line. Uh, but I'll just go with the big hit for my favorite one, the last track, because the band makes it again. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if it's the song, maybe some of the songs could be better, but in this album, I think the best, what am I trying to say? The best performance, yeah. such a simple word, but the best performance, the song, it just is very memorable and it's great and it's kind of faster. So maybe I wish I heard more of this too. But okay. anyways, hands down, the last track, hands down. The band is awesome. It's great. Maybe because it was the last song and they were pumped up. The original yep. song's really good, too. Yeah, it is. It's a band song, as you mentioned. Uh, yeah, it's just got a lot of energy, I think. Does it have the most plays? It's one of the most played songs. It's probably songs. got the most plays. Yeah, <laughs> it's the hit, for this time at least. Yeah. And um, it's a cool song, and yeah, it's cool. It's just got it all. Very good. I like it. Um, I mean, I... I yeah, so it's funny because the song that you picked is the best song, and the song that I'm going to pick is the best song are both from that So Impossible EP, which is four songs. And to me, that storytelling structure is what makes those songs really good and memorable. So, all right, well, you got that. You said you had a, you said you, uh, what was your guilty, not guilty pleasure, what I was the one that you said was like a secondary pick? Yeah, and uh, the best deception. Best deception. Yeah, that's a really good one. So impossible and for you to notice. Yeah. Those are summer band songs, some are not. Um, but those songs too, I think they just, something about the chord progressions changed mm-hmm, enough, mm-hmm. even like hands down, like in the chorus. It has like the little descending line. It's just different enough that it wasn't like every other song. So yeah. that's why they stand out. Now, uh, it was actually hard to pick a song that I didn't like or I think I thought was worse. Yeah, it's tough. All, they're all good. They're all, they're, and at some point, uh, sorry to say, this isn't a good thing necessarily. They kind of start to sound the same. <laughs> so then that's when it kind of I is can tell a little a difference. difficult. You can tell it. I know. So if I had to go with one, uh, I kind of alluded to this before. Number nine, I think it's the beginning of side B. His vocal just doesn't seem as strong. It's kind of higher up in his range. Mm-hmm. Living in your letters.
So actually, chord progression, it's kind of cool. It's got a cool descending, yeah. and it's very open. But out of his vocal, if I had to go for one, I think the performance of this yeah. and the song just isn't as strong. Um, and we were kind of joking ahead uh, while we were playing it off air, let's say. And a lot of these songs, he goes, this is for some of the I care about or whatever. And I was like, every song is. Every song is. I don't know. I, I, I seriously thought he was saying it was just like the same thing every song. <laughs> So sorry, that's not a good thing necessarily. But that's yeah, funny. that that song just the vocal isn't as strong. So uh, I hate to do this again, but yeah, that's the one I picked as well. Oh. Uh, only I'll tell you, it's that's, it's because of two reasons. One, this is not a strong song, not even on the the first record that it's on, um, which is the Swiss Army Romance. There is a better track on the Swiss Army Romance called "Ender Will Save Us All" uh, that should have been played in this place. Um, but that track on the original record has a female vocalist singing with it. Uh, and I'm thinking that that's why it's not on this live recording. They don't have a female vocalist there. Um, but that's, if you want something that's along those lines of living in your letters, go listen to Ender will save us all. And that totally will, that's so much of a better song and should have been on this record, but isn't. Yeah. Maybe this the performance needed like background vocals, which yes. they don't, I think maybe one song I heard some background vocals, yeah. one song maybe, but, um, it could have been better. Maybe if he just played it on guitar and so yeah. maybe because with the band, it was a little too open and his falsetto. Yeah. It just didn't well, work. And from people that I've been friends with and grown up with and stuff over the years. And you know, that I've been in different places and we've talked about this record. Everybody has said the exact same thing. Oh wow! That this is the one song that is lacking. I, as as your face, uh, I never know when I say these things and we play it. <laughs> if your face means, oh, that's my favorite, or sometimes now I'm learning. Like we actually agree. It's interesting. Again, you are a dashboard confessional fan. I am. I am very not much really. So. I'm more of one thanks to you. Hey, but it's funny that we still choose the same. <laughs> song. I think it's hilarious. Well, I'll just go ahead and jump into, since yeah. I already said that this is the one I don't like, the one that I do like, I feel like is the best, is Remember to Breathe. And that is the third track from the So Impossible EP, where you picked Hands Down. This is the one that's like saying, hey, it's going to be okay. Stop freaking out. It's going to be cool. What I love about it on this album, though, and to me, this is the ultimate version of the song, because this is when the band first comes in. And they're, they literally, if you watch it on the DVD, He's up on the stage playing by himself, Chris is, and the band comes and walks out, like the drummer comes and hits the cymbal once and then turns and walks off. And the crowd cheers for him. You hear it in the, the CD, you know, and then they come back and it just starts with a ba 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 you know. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful emotional thing. Now I'll tell you right now, that song is incredibly repetitive. Remember to breathe. It's just literally the same line over and over again, but there's something about it that is gorgeous and beautiful in the way it's put together. So that's my pick for the best song on this album. I love that song so much. Yeah, I could see, especially at that time, you're coming from the progression of Dashboard, mm -hmm. of Chris going from a more acoustic, kind of starting to add the band, and he starts. Maybe that's why they started 
the concert like this too. Probably. They started it kind of dashboard, like, oh, this is what you think it's going to be. Yep. And then the band comes in. So it's a pretty cool spot. I guess the the meaning is lost just because I haven't seen it. So I'm sure if I saw it, but yep. I hear it now, like yeah. as you describe it, it makes sense. So pretty cool. I love that song. I love the way it sounds all together. Just, it's a good track. This whole album to me is quintessential dashboard confessional. If you want the true dashboard experience, that was what we experienced when we first started going to those dashboard shows. This is it right here. Do they sound like this now? No, they don't. It's just be real. This dashboard experience doesn't exist anymore. And that's, it's kind of a shame, but at the same time, I'm glad that there at least is a beautiful recording of it that is actually clear and precise and good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. To sum it up. Yeah. This, this recording hands down. Ah, I see what you did there. I'm looking at any other song titles. <laughs> Uh, no, I can't bring in any other ones. Uh, Hands it's so down, impossible. <laughs> oh, it's so impossible to compare the quality of this because it is much better than the other. So it is great to be able to look back. And yep. now it's what, 22 years old? Yeah. Still sounds good. And uh, I just, I would also like to throw in there again for uh, if I had an extra pick or something, yep. I would, I would pick the song again. I go unnoticed. It's just a beautiful song. Uh, I play that all the time uh, when I was teaching and, and schools and stuff and middle schools and high schools, I would play it out in the hallways and oftentimes kids would stop and be like, what is that? That sounds familiar. <laughs> I'd like, Do I know this song? And I'm like, you probably don't, but here's where you can get it from, or this is where you can find Like, I love playing that song. It's a lot of fun. So again, I go unnoticed. If you're interested, go out and hear that one as well. Nice. Yeah. But good pick. Yeah. I would go back and listen to the, sorry, because I'm the dashboard. What's the other album that we did? Dusk and Summer. Dusk and Summer. Dusk yeah. And summer. So, so go back and listen to Dusk and Summer. Know yeah. about Dashboard and then listen to this. And it's totally different. It's totally different. But if you don't know about Dashboard, um, I, I think it's a good worthy listen. And like I said, I think oh, I found some songs. You. Maybe I'll listen to, again, I'd like the band versions. Yeah. I got but, you. But I, I do agree that like this beats like he then did newer ones mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. But then it's just acoustic, but it's still lacking yeah. th- these extra lines. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. And the band's great. Band's the band is phenomenal. So great. Like, so they're thanks, so good. Thanks for sharing this. MTV Unplugged Unplugged. <laughs> MTV Unplugged Unplugged. I love it. MTV Unplugged 2.0 as they they put it all right thank you very much out there please check us out at thealbumargument.com where you can find all our information and jay's stuff on the spotify playlist and blah 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 and all that stuff that we talk about every episode yeah and uh just so you know in case you're wondering next week will not be unplugged no it won't it'll be not very heavy but much Mm. heavier than unplugged really It, Mm. it, it now i'm curious it it's uh it's super Super? It's the Super Unknown. The Super Unknown? By Soundgarden. Oh. oh. Something very opposite of Dashboard. So Yeah, very much so. If you want to listen up on that, that album is now 30 years old. So yeah. um, anyways, yeah, go listen to that for yeah, next week. That'll be a good pick. Uh, that's a, that is a good pick. So can't wait to hear what we have to say about that. All right. Thank you very much again for joining us. Check us out online. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. <laughs>